Welcome to the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. We're putting black girl magic in motion. This show is dedicated to reinventing wellness for women of color. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. So happy to have you here for yet another conversation. So before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give you a little recap of last week's Feel Good Friday, which is within our Patreon community, all about sleep habits. So sleep is... Gosh, such an important, important thing for our health, for our self-care, for our overall well-being. I know I am also learning how to take some of my own advice when it comes to getting better sleep. And last week in our Feel Good Friday episode in our Patreon community, we really broke down three simple steps that you can take to improve your sleep habits and why it's so important for your overall health. So if you're trying to step your sleep game up, make sure you go to patreon.com slash balance black girl, join our Patreon community so that you can get access to those amazing feel good Friday episodes. Get your sleep on because I know I sure need to. But in our Patreon community, that is where you will find our Feel Good Friday episodes that we are still putting out each and every Friday. And those who are our top contributors and our top tier on the Patreon get a full monthly bonus episode. So if you are interested in that bonus content in the Feel Good Friday episodes, head over to patreon.com slash balanceblackgirl to support the show. So today's interview is one that I am so excited to share with you. With Balanced Black Girl, you know, when I was thinking of this show, when I was thinking of the ideal listener, I was really thinking of kind of older millennial women, maybe women in their late 20s into their 30s is kind of the target audience for the show because that is the age group that I am in, that is the age group my friends are in, and those are a lot of the conversations that I know I felt more comfortable having. However, being a balanced black girl is something that is important throughout one's life in all different parts of one's life. And today's guest is just such a phenomenal young woman. And we had such a great conversation about being a balanced black girl and what that looks like for women who are younger. So Clark Foreman is just such a joy. She is energetic, God-fearing, creative. She's a teen advocate, and she's a super savvy businesswoman. Seriously, to be in her early 20s, she is so on top of it. She's a Houston native and is the founder and CEO of Queen to Queen, which is a teen mentoring organization, and you're going to learn all about that in today's episode. She's also the chief operating officer of Pink Productions, which is a platform dedicated to providing opportunities for women worldwide. She has created her own clothing line. She mentors young women in the space of body positivity. She is just a force, and I loved talking to her about the importance of mentoring our next generation and helping you know that next generation of queens and balanced black girls come into their own and helping them avoid some of the same pitfalls that some of us who are a little bit older fell into when we were coming up at different times. We talk about body image. We talk about body positivity. We talk about 
bullying. We talk about the importance of sisterhood. And no matter what age you are, I think that you will find so much value in this conversation. And I think that you will love hearing from her just as much as I loved talking to her. So without further ado, I'm going to stop blabbing. Let's jump right into the interview so that you can get to know Clark Foreman a little better. Welcome to the show, Clark. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, this is going to be such a good conversation. So for listeners who are just now meeting you, can you tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Okay, let's do it. My name is Clark Foreman, um, better known as Queen Clark, Queen for short, whichever one makes sense to you or whichever one you want to kind of latch on to. <laughs> I am from Houston, Texas. I am 24 years old. Um, I am a jack of all trades. Um, I've learned that a jack of all trades can also be a master of all. So I'm going to roll with that. Okay. So I'm the founder <laughs> of a teen organization, Queen to Queen. Um, we've been around since 2014 where our mission is to Build a new generation of teen girls who are committed to becoming their best self, to live their best life and reign like they mean it. I'm also the co-founder of a digital marketing marketing and branding company, Foundation First, where we help small businesses and startup entrepreneurs set aside a business foundation. And I'm also the chief operating officer of Pink Productions, where our mission is to provide opportunities for women. Um, in the community, um, specifically Black women, and ju- just to help advance them in their area of um, skills or in their industry. So that's me. Um, that's a lot to say in one <laughs> breath. Yeah. So I try to condense it all, but um, that's just me. I just do a lot and yeah. So. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, 24 years old, it's incredible the impact that you're having and and all of the things that you are doing. And I would love to dive into kind of each of those things. Um, okay. So first, let's chat about your wonderful organization, Queen to Queen, which, as you said, is really focused on mentoring that next generation of young women, really promoting confidence and, and self-acceptance. So can you tell us the origin story? What inspired you to create Queen to Queen? Okay. Great question. So back in 2014, I really started to sing with my sister. Her name is Chandler Foreman, where we were just sitting in the living room one day with my mom. And we were just like, oh, my gosh, we really just want to start something for teen girls. Mind you, at the time I was 19. My sister was 15, 16, maybe. So we were teenagers trying to build a system and an atmosphere for other teenagers like us. And during that time, that's when we really came into the realization of how blessed we were to have one another as sisters because not only were we sisters, but we were also best friends. However, not everyone is fortunate to have that sister. So we wanted to create a system to where we um, become sisters for girls in the community. So we started off by hosting sessions in our home. We asked our parents, hey, can we do this in the home? at the house right now because hey we're just two young kids broke don't know what to do, but can we can we just start this vision here and they were like yeah 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 so my parents uh they were very 
cool enough to allow us to have kids come in the home, kids our age. We roughly had girls between 20 and 30, uh, twenty to 30 girls coming into our home bi-monthly. And so since 2014, we've hosted campaigns such as Queens Have No Size that went global. That was a body, body positive movement, movement um, that just really told, um, sent the message to women that it's not about your size, but it's just about who you are as a queen. And it's not about the size you wear, but the way you wear your size. So since then, we've just expanded. Um, my business partner and best friend, Brianne Stevens, came along um, in 2016. And in 2018, we launched our um, program, Queen and Queen University, where we now have month. It's a monthly membership program where girls can sign up and become members. And now we have mentors in place what we called them big sisters, where they gain those big sisters slash mentors for um, those for people to fully understand what a big sister is. So um, they can just gain that um, support all around and have that person that just really has their back. So we're just creating a system for girls to really come get everything that we have to offer, whether it's to build their self-esteem, their confidence, and just create that leader within so they can rule um their personal relationships and their relationships with others so good so i think part of what i love so much about that story is that you and your sister were both teenagers when you created it so you were creating something that you felt like you needed in that in that moment and that your peers could benefit from and I think that that just really goes to show that you're never too young to make a difference, even if it's just starting with getting a group of girls together in your living room, like it sounds like you did, um, that it can really grow and evolve. And that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. So I would love to talk a little bit more about sisterhood because that's a really big theme in what you do. It's a really big theme in us for us here at Balanced Black Girl. Um, And specifically, you know, when we're talking about young women, you know, why is it so important to cultivate that idea of sisterhood early and to really have those positive role models that they can see themselves in and, and relate to? You know, for starters, to put it out there, the reason we call our mentors big sisters because essentially the term mentor kind of has a positive uh, perfectionist um, perspective and connotation to it in a way to where people might see, people might be intimidated by that term if they don't fully understand what it means. So that's what we want to do here with um, Queen the Queen to build this form of sisterhood to where look we all have each other back um just because i'm older older than you doesn't mean i know everything especially in this generation now some of them know more than us and they've been here (laughs) a lot no a lot yeah a lot of of them know more than us and so we can definitely learn from them and we just really want them to understand like hey I got your, I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. Um, I can, I'm going to do what I can to protect you, to take you under my wing, to steer you in the direction you should go and just really be there for you. And one thing that we really try to get them to understand at our sessions are like, we're not here to fix you because another thing is, is with um, my generation and even people outside of my generation, they have this idea that, teenagers need to be fixed and it's like no they just want to be heard and understood and so that's what we're here to do we just want to hear you we want to understand you we want to come to a um like I said complete understanding so that way we can just grow with one another appreciate each other a hundred percent 
and just be our best selves and rule like the queens that we are. Yes. And you know, part of what I really love about what you just said is I think the the label or title of either being a role model or being a mentor can really intimidate a lot of people because they do get worried mm-hmm. about that pressure to feel perfect or like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. have all my stuff together. How am I going right. to help somebody else? But when you're really coming from that space of of being a sister, being a big sister, of having a mutually beneficial relationship where you give and take and learn from each other, right. I think that that takes a lot of the pressure out of it. And that's a great, exactly. yeah, that intention is wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. It, and it, it's crazy because it's something in the beginning, like sometimes what I'm also learning as I work with entrepreneurs and even myself personally, um, before you start like this business venture, sometimes you feel like you have to have it all figured out. Yeah. And trust me, this process since 2014 has been so humbling and um, God has really just, just torn down so many layers and I had to unlearn so many different things during this process, especially in terms of, really tearing down the layers of what it means of mentor versus big sister and just trying to implement that idea and really that practice in our organization and in our community. So hopefully it relieves that pressure because it did for me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely relieved that pressure when it came to my little sister. So hopefully it does it for somebody else. Yes, absolutely. And so I'm just curious, you know, from your perspective, because I I wholeheartedly agree with you and believe that young people have so much wisdom and knowledge and love and intelligence that they can absolutely share with older people. Uh, Have you had an experience maybe where you're working with or supporting with a young woman who's really helped you maybe reshape a perspective that you've had? Absolutely. Um, Okay, so I graduated from TSU, Texas Southern University, May 2017. And immediately that fall 2017, I began substituting in uh, Alvin ISD. It's a school district out here. Mm -hmm. And I began um, working at Shadow Creek High School. Oh, hello. Oh, Clark, I think I lost you. Oh, Whoa. Are you there? Uh-oh. Yes. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Let's have you, let's you, let's have you just start your answer totally from the top. You were saying when it cut you off, you were saying how you had graduated back in 2017 and started substitute teaching. Okay. That was where I cut you off. Yeah. Okay. Sorry okay. about that. <laughs> no, it's okay. Hey, technology. Yep. We have to roll with the punches. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, In 2017, I graduated from Texas Southern University, and immediately, um, that fall immediately after um, graduation, I began a teaching career or a substituting opportunity in Alvin ISD. There in Alvin ISD, I had the opportunity to become a long-term substitute for a teacher at the time at Shadow Creek High School, and it was an amazing experience. That experience definitely... um, really reshaped my perspective on the idea of trying to fix teens. Because first of all, well, let me say this. And I am a product of Alvin ISD. I went to elementary, middle school, and high school in Alvin ISD. So it was humbling because now I went from being a student in the desk 
to being a teacher at the teacher's desk. Yeah. And so and and it was it was just a major flip because now I'm looking at these kids at as the kid that I was in high school, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that that entire experience really shifted my perspective. It wasn't necessarily just one girl, but it was me thinking about the girl that I was as I come in contact with the teenagers that I actually built a relationship with. It's like, okay, Clark, what kind of teacher for the time being, even though you're here temporarily, who are you going to be for these kids? What, what kind of teacher did you need when you were 14, 15, 16, or really younger than that? Because yeah. I've been in Alvin ISD for X amount of time. And so I just really, and one thing that I really had to, um, I really had to create a thin line between professional and personal because one, I was already young coming in with young um, people. And as you know, like in high school, when you get that young substitute, you feel like you can just wild out <laughs> and do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And, um, or they feel like you can just be best friends or whatever. And I have a heart for teenagers. So I really had to hold myself accountable in a way to where it's like, okay, you can't be the, the, the way that I might be at queen to queen has to shift a little bit professionally in a school system, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so it's really that entire experience that just really shifted me, just getting to know those kids and really seeing how so many different kids come from so many different backgrounds and those kids just opening up to me about their home life. It was just bananas just to see. And it really just um, proved to me how kids come from so much at home and mask it when they come to school and sometimes school can be your safe space um depending on your experience and so I was playing and so I really had to get in my mind like I'm placed here for a reason like I can probably be uh, um a tool or a source of escape for some of these kids considering where they come from and so if I can, even if it's just for one period or if they decide to come eat lunch with me because they don't want to eat lunch, <laughs> if I can just like really impact those moments while I'm here for them, you know what, I'm going to do that. And we're just going to have a good time and learn and just really just have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that sounds like an incredible experience for both you and for the students that I'm sure yeah. that they had a really, um, a, a solid, you know, respect and appreciation and trust for you that you served as that model of someone who a few years prior was was where they are and where they could go. Right. And yeah, right. Yeah. And it was it's what's even cooler is I was able to build those relationships with them so much to where um, around that time, I think it was actually around the same time where we launched our membership program, Queen and Queen University. Yeah. And one session was filled with majority of the girls who came were actually the girls from Shadow Creek High School. Oh. So I just thought that was so cool. Yes. I thought, and it, it would just really reveal to me how much of an impact I am on their lives. Because, you know, sometimes you can just be, you know, just living your life and whether you're running an organization or even hosting a podcast and you don't know if it's really getting through to whether it's the listener or the person or even if you're just making a difference. So just for that reminder or just for that, um, that revelation or just that evidence, seeing that just really 
man, that just really made my heart warm. You have no idea. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just that confirmation that, that what you're doing yeah. is truly reaching people. Yeah, exactly. Confirmation. That's the word I was looking yes. for. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I would also love to talk to you a little bit, kind of still thinking about young people and, you know, especially being teenagers and being in school is around the area of bullying because, you know, you'd mentioned that for a lot of people, school can sometimes feel like a safe space, especially if they have a lot Mm -hmm. going on at home. And Mm -hmm. it also made me think that there's probably so many young people who probably have a lot going on at home and then they go to school and there's a lot going on at school school, and then they get online and there's a whole lot going on there that's that's tough to manage and so I'm just curious if you'd had experiences with that and if some of the you know the the young folks that you work with do and and how you navigate that oh yes um just to clarify you're asking did I did I experience that same type of bullying where in schools yeah or yeah yeah oh of course um to be transparent um one thing that I actually am not ashamed about anymore um I have hairy arms Mm -hmm. and in high school or in middle school I used to get bullied for uh, my hairy arms and at first I, I I thought it was weird that people would talk about my hairy arms because I never shaved them so I was like what's wrong with them and and it wasn't until my it wasn't until I saw a commercial one day I think that's when Nair came out Mm -hmm. and I saw that commercial I was like oh man mom let's get that let's get some of that and so my mom ended up getting some Nair she didn't know why I wanted it I mean of course for the obvious to shave but (laughs) she didn't know what was underneath my motive and so I used it one day and I saw how I saw what my arms look like without hair so I was just like Oh, and so then I went to school and I didn't have my hairy arms and nobody was saying anything about it. It'll, like I'll get bullied during athletics because they make you put those athletic shorts on or those whatever those um those tanks or whatever. And so that really um, that was something that I dealt with. I also dealt with body shaming um, that really took place at home um, or even in my uh, high school relationship at the time. Like I was told that if I lost 30 pounds that I would look good in all of my clothes Mm. or um, it'll go from guys checking me out to me trying to check them out to get them to notice me. So it was, there was something, I wouldn't say I had a bad home life, not at all. Like my parents are amazing. However, I did deal with some things at home and at school or on social media at the time where you have my space and you have people creating those fake pages and yep. bullying you. So I, I've experienced that all around, but I, if there were, but the, I had really cool friends at the time and, you know, I had my sister and my brother. So that's another cool thing about having siblings where it's like, even if you, I had friends at school, but however, it's just different when you have siblings. Like yeah. they, even if y'all marry each other, it doesn't matter. Y'all gonna be okay. <laughs> y'all, y'all gonna get back up and have your each other back regardless. So, um, I definitely experienced that. But I also had teachers where um, that I had, if I had fallouts with friends, that there were teachers who allowed me to come sit in their rooms with them and just kind of hold me down, which I appreciate that. Yeah. So, I definitely had those types of experiences. 
Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry. And it, you know, I think that with that, there's just so much power in having that good support system, whether it is, you know, your siblings or those teachers or like the support systems that you're creating. It, it's so, so important. That sense of community. Definitely molded me into who I am today. So it's all love over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one of the, the topics that you just talked about a little bit that I would love to dive a bit deeper into is about body shaming. Um, because, mm-hmm. you know, it body shaming is something that happens so much to women mm-hmm. and men too. But, you know, here we're talking, we're talking to women. So, right. um, but it, it absolutely happens to men as well. And, you know, you sharing your experience, how a a lot of the body shaming that was happening to you was coming from people who are close to you. It was coming from Mm -hmm. home. It was coming from feedback from guys. And I think for so many women, that is totally the case, right? Mm -hmm. It's the people, it's your family who maybe for them, they're coming from a place of concern or of of wanting, Mm -hmm. wanting what they think is, is what's best for you, but saying things that are potentially harmful. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I would just love to talk a little bit about how you navigated that. Well, at the time, of course, when I was experiencing body shaming, it was very difficult, especially when it was from the people closest to me, because one, I live with you. So it's definitely, it's hard to, it's one thing to be able to experience from somebody who doesn't live with you. So you don't really see them all the time, but then it's different when it's inside of the home. And so it's, it's something it went from me being comfortable for me to me trying to look presentable in a way that you like it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, but even in that, I still, there was something in me that still told me to just be myself. Mm-hmm. However, however, the comment of when I received that comment of if I lost 30 pounds, I look good in all my clothes. From that point on, I was conscious about my weight. Mm. And so, and I was a teenager at the time. And then when I transitioned to college, I realized how much I gained weight. So I went from wearing form-fitting clothes to clothes that really masked my um, physique, that really masked what I look like. So I would wear like these wide leg pants or um some some oversized cardigans like stuff that really just masks me and they also say that black slims you up so I will wear more black as opposed to like colors so I was really conscious about that and um I just I just wasn't comfortable in my body at that point but then um um, I had an idea at the time where I was like well, really, it was between me and my sister at the time, too, because as I mentioned earlier, we started a campaign called Queens Have No Size. Yes, I'd so, love to talk about um, that. Yeah. So my sister, um, if you can see, she's not skinny either or she's not like the tiniest. She has curves and butt and sometimes in the pageant system that could um, kind of like be seen differently if that makes sense, where it's not really appreciated 100%. So at that time, um, she wanted to start it for um, girls that look like her in the pageant system, and I wanted it to be for girls who look like me. And so I was like, okay. Um, So then I went to the bathroom, and I was like, God, I want to do this thing. What can we do? What can we call it? Um, And then it dawned on me, queens have no size. And at first, 
I wanted it to be for our intentions were for curvy girls. Mm-hmm. But then God came back and said, no, nah, curvy girls aren't the only ones who struggle with body shame. And I was like, you're right. Yeah. So that's when we included all women, mm-hmm. all girls, where it's like whether you a size zero, two, four, six or 14, 16, 22, um, queens have no size to where you are more than what you look like, what you what you um your appearance doesn't determine who you are as a person. And so I used my um, my lowest points or things that I was insecure about, uh, insecure about as uh, I navigated it in a way to create a movement. I used positive reinforcement um, in a way to make change for people who may have experienced the same things or going through the same things, whether it was at that time or previously or whatever the case may be. So that was definitely how I channeled it. And even during that campaign, there were still some insecurities that I struggled with. However, my support system, my best friend and her mom at the time, um, her name's Brienne and Miss Tiffany, they, Miss Tiffany really took me under her wing and like (laughs) revamped my entire style, uh, had me wearing more crop tops and skirts and just made, and they just really affirmed who I was and telling me I'm beautiful. And I, girl, I just came on my my, my little cocoon (laughs) and started (laughs) <laughs> started flapping my wings and so now you can't tell me nothing <laughs> yes but I, I really appreciate my support system definitely it's been a ride but I'm here yes I'm grateful for everything absolutely taking a brief pause in between questions because we have got to talk about our summer plans. We are right in the middle of summer right now. and We've got to be outside enjoying it, y'all. Summer is meant to be enjoyed. So during my free time this season, I'm trying to spend as much time outside in the sun with my friends and a cold beverage in hand as possible. I have been loving Sound Craft Seltzer and I've been bringing it to every party that I've gone to this summer. It's really my favorite drink because it's light, it's refreshing, and it's fermented from whole ingredients. I'm always down for the rosé flavor, but lately I've also been really loving the cucumber flavor as well because it is super refreshing, and I love that all flavors are made from fresh pressed ingredients. You can find Soundcraft Seltzer at your local grocery store and at the Woods Tasting Room. And Soundcraft Seltzer is also available outside of the state of Washington. So you can head to their website at soundseltzer.com, look up the store locator so that you can find Sound Seltzer near you. And one of the things that I have started really diving into and started to better understand is around a lot of the body image ideals that we have in our society. Like, where do they come from? Exactly. Like, where, why, why do we think that we should wear things that are slimming? Why, why Uh do people want to be slim? Why, why is being slim a good thing? Like, where does that come from? 
And the more I've learned about the origins of those things and the origins of those body image ideals, those things are really rooted in Mm -hmm. colonialism, in white Mm -hmm. supremacy, in all of these things that like do not align with my value system or of the value system of people that I know. Mm-hmm. And I've also found that when we start thinking about it that way of like we're holding ourselves to these standards of things that are so in misalignment with our values, then it's mm-hmm. like, well, who cares? Exactly. <laughs> you have this whole aha, like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it has no oh, reflection yeah. of beauty. It has no reflection of worth. It has no ref- it's not even necessarily in a lot of ways actually a, a dictator of health like. Mm-hmm. All of these things, when you start asking why and start asking those questions, we realize that these standards that we're trying to hold ourselves and each other to are actually not valid in a lot of exactly. ways. Exactly. Exactly. Wow, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and it's it's crazy because as women, we really, uh, a lot of our um the perception of beauty is really based off a male's perspective. Yeah. And we try to live up to that standard. And that's why I just love this, this, this day and age of the woman today, because we're really reclaiming ourselves. Like, no, I don't have to look like that because you want me to, or I love how women who, society says shouldn't wear a bikini or wearing a bikini now like I love when some somebody said a bikini body is a body in a bikini I love when she said that yeah you better say that girl so I was actually I just really love how women are truly rising today and tear and getting out of that cage of that standard of beauty that's been placed on us by colonial colonialism or just the man, like yeah. it's it it. And the more I think about it, it, just makes my skin crawl. How how long we've just been really brainwashed by these men, but now we're just coming out and coming on top. And I love it. I love it a hundred percent. I do too. And just the power that we step into when we're not worried about those things. Ooh, yes. Ooh, and we're yes. only at the beginning. <laughs> only I I just I'm just excited to see what's to come for sure I really am yes yes And one of the things that we touched on a bit is you had uh, mentioned your sister. You'd mentioned the pageant world. So for listeners who may not know, Clark's sister Chandler actually just won Miss Texas, which is so, so exciting. Um, Yes. And I think this year we've seen so many incredible wins like this between Chandler winning Miss Texas. This has been the first year we had a Miss uh, Miss America, Miss USA and Miss Mm -hmm. Teen USA all won by black mm-hmm. women and I'm I'm just so happy to hear that there is not only um more diversity of just who's winning in terms of black women but also mm-hmm. including bodies in that as well because I think right. historically you look at also pageants and you look at who wins pageants and it's like very mm-hmm. thin Mm -hmm. thin women who have you know long flowy hair that looks a certain way it kind of has that look and it's like well why why is that the look when you start again kind of diving into those questions and and seeing more of of what can really be celebrated with the intelligence and and talent and beauty that these women bring it's it's really exciting to see 
it definitely is the rise of the black woman. Yes, I love it. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So I would love to hear what is next for Queen to Queen? What do you have going on? What do we have to look forward to? Wow, that's a great question because we have so much. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, for starters, um, we're going through a website revamp. Um, We're really changing the um, entire design where one we're going to have more quizzes available they're really um self-assessment quizzes where they um where girls get to kind of get an idea of who they are based off of just some fun stuff that we have going on we have blogs we're going to have more merchandise we're going to have more um we're just going to have more uh it's like i'm just so excited i'm sorry it's so much to say yes um, say it all up- say it all yeah, right <laughs> right um we're also opening up an opportunity for more women to be a part of our um, organization where we're going to have, uh, we have the opportunity for more girls to be big sisters, um, uh, for more teens joining. Of course, we have our monthly program that takes place every Tuesday or Saturday every month. Um, um, we also have we're about to expand our vision to low-income areas and apartments to where we're going to start these um, our sessions in schools, apartment communities. Um, we're just going to have different chapters around Texas. Um, and we just have so much going on. Um, and that's just the beginning, really. We're really just expanding our vision to um, uh, local cities um, throughout Texas, the goal is to go global for one. And so we're just moving on up. Incredible. Incredible. I'm making a difference in the community and then expanding it from there. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for you, Miss Clark, I would also like to ask just some questions that are a little bit more um Personal, but not overly nosy and invasive. You know, I like to strike that balance between getting hey, look, nosy. I'm an open book. Yeah, getting nosy, <laughs> but not getting all up in your business, right? So for you, you are obviously a super accomplished young woman. You are doing all of these incredible things. I am curious, what do you do to take care of Clark? How do you recharge yourself? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Um, okay, for starters, look, God keeps me grounded. Um, yes. For those who don't know me, I am a Christian. Um, every morning, I read my devotional. I read my Bible. Um, sometimes I might, well, it depends. Um, I may either listen to Stephen Furtick, Tony Evans, or... Um, uh, Pastor Jamie from Hope City for my morning sermons, or um, or I'll listen to, or I just worship, or I'll listen to Balanced Black Girl, <laughs> um, definitely. But I really just, if I'm being transparent, it was really after one of your podcast episodes, actually, where you were talking about just getting somewhere and being getting quiet just yeah. for a moment, mm-hmm. and. It was really within the past couple of weeks where I realized how 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 I could really do better at taking care of me. Sometimes, especially being I 
am a part of four different companies. Yeah. Um, I didn't even say the other one. The other one is called Apartment Life, where I actually um, build community and apartment communities by hosting events there twice a month. So just this year alone really has has been it's been a challenge, but it's been so fun. Let me say that it's really yeah. been a mix of both because I have so much going on to where I'm I'm putting so much energy in all these different areas while I'm neglecting myself. It was really within these past couple of weeks where I realized that my morning devotionals and my uh, prayer time, even though it's good, it's become more so of a routine as opposed to me checking out if that mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. because a lot of times you can do stuff because you know okay well I'm supposed to do this this morning and let me make sure I do it before I do anything else and because right now um Pink Productions we're actually hosting our second annual conference this Saturday and um it's just so many things going on you know right before the conference some things can kind of not fall through and it was just a couple of days ago where I had clients dming me from foundation first saying hey here's more content and i would like for my site can you update it and notify me and when i'll get it back or people messaging you when will the tickets open up for the conference or a parent from queen to queen saying hey how can my child be a part of queen to queen it was just so much going on and it was like i felt my blood pressure rising and i was literally about to break down and i just turned my phone off I've turned my phone off. Yes. And Liz, let me tell you, I don't think I've ever just turned my phone off. <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah. I don't think I've ever just turned my phone off. And when I turned my phone off, I was watching Euphoria, the new the oh, yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, it's so good. So but good. I was just sitting there and um, I was watching TV and I turned my phone off. And I was just, and I had it off for probably almost two and a half hours. And I felt so good. I was just like, <laughs> So this is what it feels like to turn <laughs> off your phone and check out. Because I keep my phone on Do Not Disturb every night and then I'll turn it on the next day. But it's diff- Do Not Disturb is not like turning off your phone and disconnected from the world. So totally. really, really, if I'm being honest, since a few days ago when I turned off my phone, I've been trying to be way more intentional about getting to a quiet space. Before um, this... Um, like a couple of hours prior to our interview right now, I actually was just in my closet, quiet, lights off, and then I turned the music on. Um, mm-hmm. I was just listening to um, gospel instrumentals, and I was just in that space, and it just felt really good to yeah. just kind of check out for a second. And yep. so, really, I'm just at, I'm just at this place to where I'm. Um, even though I've journaled, I've, I've been doing your self-love journal that you provided for us. I love it so much. I know. When you um, when you messaged me about that, that made my day, by the way. Oh, my gosh, girl. I love it. Thank you so much. Because I was even writing in my uh, – one of the things that you actually had was write a thank you letter to yourself. Yes. And the first sentence – if, if you know me, I'm so goofy. It's crazy. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the first sentence I wrote something like, Clark, I don't know what the heck to thank you for because I've never done this. Um, it's kind of weird. Yeah. But I actually appreciate it because I just realized that I don't, don't thank you enough. I don't just show myself gratitude. So 
I'm just in the space, just appreciating who I am and just checking out, being more intentional about it, getting in that quiet space and really just taking it all in and checking out when need be, man, because that stuff can wait. Okay. Like all that stuff that's demanding and all these responsibilities. Yeah. Like you're going to make sure you get it done, but I really come first. Like my sanity comes first because like I had to tell myself the other day, if I'm unhealthy, none of it will get done. Yeah. Like, or even with, um, I'm even, okay. I ain't gonna say that. I was about to say, I'm trying to be more intentional about my health and eat better and work out, but I would be lying. I I need to be more intentional (laughs) about working out more. So I'm going to get there, but I'm just, um, definitely just moving in direction and taking care of myself more and just, really just taking it day by day and just discovering more things about me and just making sure I live with the, uh, live that balanced black girl life. Yes, <laughs> honestly. And that's, but I'm so glad that you said that because taking it day by day and checking in with yourself and understanding, okay, what I need today is going to be different than what I needed mm, yesterday or exactly. what I need tomorrow. And it's all one step at a time, but I think even right. the fact that you're starting to give yourself just more quiet time, more downtime, like there's nothing more valuable than your peace. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. And I am definitely learning that. Yes. Just really just um, drowning out the noise, even if it's just for like 15, 30 minutes. Yes. It's, it's definitely needed. And I feel so recharged. Um, and I don't know for anybody listening. There's Stephen Fursick has um, a Spotify station oh, where he yeah. actually he actually like affirms you on a whole three to four minute track oh, on top of the beat, and up. it's really good. It's really good, and I and I've been listening to it for the past week or so, and I'm so glad that I um, found it because something one day just told me go look that up, and I actually went to go find it because. Uh, at that time, I just needed something. I was just, you know, just going through the motions, trying to go, go, go yep. without just pausing. But that was just pretty good. I, I recommend you and everybody who's actually listening to check that out. Yeah, that's a good rec. I'll make sure I find it and that we, we link it in the show notes so that it's easy yeah. for easy for folks to find. And kind of along the same lines, I know that we had... Um, We'd recently shared a post that said this on the Balanced Black Girl podcast Instagram, but mm-hmm. I just, I want to like also jump in and kind of reiterate it because I know it's something that I've experienced is when you are waiting for blessings to come your way and making sure that you also have space for those blessings and peace oh, and yes. downtime to actually receive them is Mm -hmm. huge because it's so easy to go, go, go and do, do, do and want all these things, Mm -hmm. but we don't even have space to receive those things. Yeah. And it's also another thing that I'm learning too is sometimes you got to say no Mm -hmm. because we jump on all these different opportunities and we really don't have the space to do it. We think we do. Yep. And we think we can tackle it all and then come to find out you're experiencing burnout every 10 minutes. And you have to really just say, no, I can't do that right now. Um, Not at this time, but if the opportunity is still available when I have space for it and my mind is clear and I'm good, (laughs) okay, then we can check it out. But I'm also just learning how to say no. Yes, yes. And no is so hard, but it can be... The most effective form of self-care is learning yeah. how to confidently say no. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you can still be a good person and say no. Absolutely. I have to tell myself that too because I never want to come off as mean. Because mm-hmm. my other prayer is God teach me to be assertive yet graceful. Yeah. Because I never want to come off as a rude person. However, I also want to be I also want to be assertive with grace on top. Where it's Absolutely. like you just understand, you feel where I'm coming from. It's not to be mean. It's just I just can't do that right now. But I can connect you with somebody else who who probably can. Yep. So that's yes. where I'm at. <laughs> Absolutely. So Clark, what does being a balanced black girl mean to you? What a balanced black girl means to me is first and foremost, she's healthy. Mm-hmm. She's able to balance her mental health. She's able to balance her responsibilities with the world and the responsibilities with herself. Mm. And by responsibilities with self, I mean that responsibility to make sure you're okay, to make sure you're healthy, to make sure you're in tune, to make sure that you're 100% in a place to where you can be effective for those outside responsibilities. So um, definitely, that definitely means um, she's able to She's able to just really do things with um, diligence and excellence, whether it's um, maintaining the relationship with herself, checking in, and also just taking on the responsibilities in the world outside of herself, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually really love the way that you put that. And even in terms of our responsibility with ourselves, like we have a responsibility to take care of ourselves and that's not to, to make it a chore necessarily, Mm -hmm. but if we don't take care of ourselves, who will? Exactly. It's it's really, it's for your benefit to take care of yourself. Cause like if you, if you do not take care of yourself, you will not be able to, do what it is that you're either a called to do, b want to do effectively in excellence. Like you can either you, there's either mediocre or excellent, and I really choose excellence. And in order for me to operate in excellence, I have to first be excellent internally. I, I have to first and um, be good with myself. Yes. So. Yes. Well, Clark, thank you so much. Can you please tell our audience how we can keep in touch with you, how we can support Queen to Queen and where we can find you? Absolutely. Um, You guys can follow me on Instagram at Queen Clark. That's K-W-E-E-N-K-L-A-R-K-E. You can find Queen to Queen in my bio. It'll be difficult for me to spell yeah. <laughs> on air. But you can check it out in my bio. The way you can support is you can either donate or just follow us, share it with your local neighbor. If you're in Houston, if you're in Texas, um, come check us out. If you're a parent listening, bring your teen girl, ages 13 and 19. We have something great for them that will really advance them as a human being and in life. Um, you can definitely check us out. Um, we also have an online store that you can actually support us through. All of the proceeds go back into the organization that will help us continue with our um, Queen Queen University program. So wonderful. Those are different ways you can kind of connect with us and just support yes. near far. 
<laughs> yes, love it. And we will have all of that linked in the show notes as well. So it is easy for people to find you, keep in touch with you, donate, order from the shop. Awesome. Do awesome. all of the things. Clark, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh man, thank you so much for having me, guys. I literally, it's crazy. And I'm gonna have to say this before you get off. Yeah. I, I, okay, the way I found you was... I was on my I was on Instagram and uh, my best friend Bree she showed me a podcast uh, from Oprah. Mm-hmm. It was an Oprah podcast. She was like, "Oh, let's check out a podcast and see how um, how it is to listen to a podcast while you work." Yeah. And so I was like, "Okay." So we listened to one. It was pretty good. And I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna start putting this in my routine to listen to a podcast." So I went to my Instagram and did the little questions widget or whatever, and I said, "Hey." Y'all share some of your favorite um, podcast stations with me. And so a lot of my followers shared some. I checked some out. I didn't really, um, like, gravitate to any of them. But then I saw one where somebody said, Balanced Black Girl. Mm -hmm. I was like, hmm, I like that title. (laughs) Let me just check it out. I love it. And so I listened to it, and it was so good. It was so, so good. It was like your voice is meant for on air. Okay. Like <laughs> you just, you. everything that you're, you, you stand for in your message is you really embody that. And so I'm listening to it. I'm sharing it with my best friend. I listened to like three episodes in one morning. <laughs> and as I was walking my dog and just um, going for a walk. And then I was just like, I have to find this girl on social media. I just to tell her, like I was, I was just sitting on my couch and that's when I just DM'd you. And I was like, man, I, and I didn't even expect you to respond, to be honest. I just wanted to send you a message, tell you how much I appreciate it. Oh, I'm rooting God. for you. I'm praying for you because that your, your station, your podcast really just impacts my life. And then for you to send an a, a interview request, I was just like, <laughs> y'all, this is crazy. That, this is so crazy. And so I was just excited. I was screaming. Oh. I, you, you have no idea. And so I'm just so proud of you. Um, I just pray that everybody listening just like really just is really impacted and it really just propels them to live a balanced black girl life as I am because you've inspired me to do the same. And so I just thank you for this opportunity to be on your show um, to just share my vision and kind of connected with yours so I'm, I'm just excited and I'm just happy to be here thank oh. you again well you're just trying to make me cry aren't you but I'm just so appreciative thank you oh well I'm appreciative of you of your work <laughs> of seriously what you're doing in this world I mean the fact that you're 24 years old and just the impact that you have and your heart for other people I'm just like oh my goodness I'm as soon as I just looked at your work looked at what you were doing I was like yes we we have to talk so thank thank you you for enjoying the show but also just for the work that you do in supporting our next generation because it is so it is of the utmost importance wow thank you so very much yeah really appreciate it of course (laughs) 